we are back with the fifth episode of the main event, a 5A Oregon basketball podcast with uh, Jackson Noggle and Brian Rathbone. Um, another big week ahead in uh, in high school basketball, Jackson. Um, coming off a, a really kind of a really kind of newsworthy, you know, week, uh, or kind of you know some some things happened that kind of shook up the the high school basketball scene. Um, today's episode, we're going to go over, you know, some of the games we went to, uh, the previous week, um, games that were uh, some other games that maybe we didn't see, but that kind of, you know, raised some eyebrows. And then we're going to, um, have, you know, the games we have circled, you know, for this week that we're going to, uh, chat briefly about, uh, then we are going to get into the, uh, our, our mid season first team, all state team. Um, we're kind of at the midway point of the year. Um, it's kind of a nice time to kind of put together that, you know, group of five who we f- feel are, you know, five of the the best players who had the best uh, first half of, of the year. That's a lot of talking for me. Jackson, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, Brian. Uh, once again, appreciate you having me on for, as part of this. Um, like you said, uh, great week last week. Uh, Going to be another one this week as we continue through the league play. Um the picture's starting to become clearer and clearer, and I'm especially excited about these All-State teams, man. Um, it was fun to get our picks in, and uh, yeah, we'll see what, he, what each other has in store here for those. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let, let's get right into this, uh, Jackson. Um, so um, we'll, we'll get into, you know, the games. We I only went to one game last week. I don't know how many you, you went to, which... I, I was only, went, at, only at one, so... Only one as well. Which, which one was that? Uh, that was, uh, Churchill at Springfield on okay. Tuesday. I was out there, uh, snapping a couple of photos to go with, um, a feature story I'm doing for the, for Oregon live. So, um, yeah, I was just out there for, um, the photography thing, but, uh, it was a fun little game and, uh, Churchill took care of business. Uh, mm-hmm. they were able to kind of blow out Springfield and get some of their, um, younger players in some for some playing time. So it was kind of fun to see that. Um, and yeah, just overall, it was, it was a pretty cool game, but not too exciting because Churchill's in control the whole time. But uh, I got what I needed in terms of the photos and got to chat with uh, Coach Stickney and whatnot. So it was fun getting out there for sure. Yeah, I don't think any of us are you know too surprised with Churchill. I think they've only lost, still only lost one game and uh, pretty much rolled through through everyone else. And uh, yeah, the game, the game I was at, I was at uh, Redmond, uh, Ben versus Redmond, which was a not a blowout in in any sense of the word. Um, really kind of interesting match going into it. Um, because there's just a couple couple questions, you know. One with the with the news of uh Evan Auden, you know, breaking his wrist, you know, Redmond's, you know, you know, star big man. That was a that's a a big loss, not only for Redmond, but you know, people who enjoy basketball, you know, around the state. He is one of the you know best players in the uh you know in the state probably one of the one of the better big man and just uh just a, like a a crushing loss just for just for for the panthers there um so you know i wanted to see how they you know look in you know their second game without him you know you know in our last uh week's pod we were confused on why you know redmond lost to ridgeview and we ended up getting getting the answer because you know evan wasn't playing because he had uh broken his wrist um so yeah i wanted to see how you know they kind of look you know with, without him and then they're playing bend who is has been kind of one of the surprise teams at least in the imc you know they hadn't lost up in, up, <clears throat> up until that point they were coming off a win over 
over summit so it's just kind of all right what are they uh what, what, what are these guys made of um really kind of uh I don't want to say ugly game, but it was very low scoring, a lot of missed shots, just those those poor rims and backboards just kind of took a beating for for most of that game. Um Redmond actually, you know, held up really well. Um, you know, despite being, you know, now a a much smaller team, um, and you know, losing, you know, the player they had, you know, built kind of their offense and especially their defensive round. Um, you know, led by 10 going into the fourth quarter. Bend, you know, kind of keeps it close, keeps it close, kind of keeps chipping away. And then uh, they go in for a winning shot. It's, I don't know if it was tipped or is, is well short. The ball kind of bounced, bounced around underneath the basket. But, uh, Austin Baker right there underneath the basket, puts it in with a <clears throat> with a second left and Ben stays undefeated. So I don't know what to make of that game. <laughs> I don't know what to make of either of those teams moving forward. Um, I do think Redmond, will you know even though they lost i think they'll kind of maybe weather weather the storm for the next you know a couple couple weeks or so of, of this regular season and you know there's a, a small chance that maybe evan could come back you know for the playoffs so if they can kind of so if Redmond kind of you know not totally fall apart you know these these next couple of weeks you know they could get him in time for for the postseason which would be a big boost <laughs> and then for bend it's just they they are okay winning ugly they just want to get get these wins they i mean they they've had multiple wins where they are scoring it scoring into the 30s like they did uh thursday night and so you know even though they started you know two and is it two and eight they've rolled off you know six straight wins or no two and six they started two and six and then rolled off six straight so Ben, I think they might uh, feel pretty good about, you know, you know, I've been saying, you know, they're just going to be a team that's going to be uh, a pain in the ass to play, you know, every week. And I, I still think that. Absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of meat to that game. A lot of, you know, two teams with some storylines following them. Um, <laughs> the away from that one was definitely how well Redmond was able to play. Um, I tuned in for some of that second half um, and was able to catch some of it. And, uh, yeah, they, they made it clear that they're still <laughs> going to be playing hard without Evan Otten. Um, they're going to be playing maybe even harder, um, knowing that they don't have one of their main guys. They, they need to pick up some wins here in order to, you know, cement themselves as a solid postseason seed. Um, so I, I'm excited with what they were able to do in that game, despite coming away with a loss. Um, I still think Redmond's a team to watch. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, I think I think they'll be okay. I think they got enough, you know, you know, still there with, you know, Tanner Jones and Colton Horner and uh Nate Watch who can uh I mean those were you know, kind of their you know secondary players that you know a year ago that you know can certainly step up. Um so yeah, those are the two games that we went to. Any games you uh kind of caught your eye from the last week? Um totally. There's there's quite a few actually. Um, if we look at my notes, um, the first one I have here is actually kind of a combo, um, from North Eugene. They were able to pick up two big road wins, um, this last week, uh, in the Midwestern league. Um, they went on the road against Thurston and won that game. And then they went on the road against Ashland and they were able to win there. So, you know, 
North Eugene's a team that I was expecting to be really good coming into the season. Um, mm-hmm. They're a team that I had on the top 10 radar. And, you know, another week seems like they're kind of coming into that form. Um, Thurston and Ashland uh, were two teams that are also going to be contending in the Midwestern League and I think are postseason quality teams. So those are two big wins, especially on the road. Um, and I think they have three straight road wins on um, the Highlanders do. So they're just kind of continuing their momentum here um, through Midwestern League play. And I think they're going to be a team to watch um, for a rise on our next top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I think North Eugene's kind of cemented themselves as maybe the top contender against Churchill uh, in the Midwestern League. Um, and then I got a couple more here. Um, we got uh, Wilsonville uh, taking a 59-40 win over LaSalle, which was kind of just um, kind of just – secured what both you and I have thought about Wilsonville this year. Um, it was kind of a tester there in the Northwest Oregon conference to see, um, you know, if anyone was going to be able to compete with the Wildcats this season. And, um, you know, they came out with a, with a big win, uh, 59, 40, um, you know, LaSalle is, is, you know, a team with some, some good shooters. Um, Nick Robertson's a guy that can score the ball and does a little, little bit of everything for them, but you know, it wasn't enough against continue to just cement themselves as, you know, one of those top three state title contenders. Um, if we look at their record, I'm, they only have two losses this year, 14 and two, seven and zero in league play. So I don't really see anyone, um, anyone stopping Wilsonville in the end uh, walk this year. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, I had the uh, Ben Redmond game that you talked about um, out East where Ben took care of business, but Redmond fought hard and, uh, was able to put up a pretty good effort without Otten. So I was impressed by them in that game. And then uh, the one more that I have was a really impressive performance by Churchill, uh, winning 68 to 52 over Crater at home, defending their home floor. Um, you know, that was, again, a pretty similar game to the uh, Wilsonville LaSalle one. It was sort of the first test between two of the top contenders in that league. And uh, Churchill came away with a big win and kind of just proved themselves the top dog right now. So, um, yeah, those are, those are my, uh, four sort of takeaways from last week that I didn't actually get to see in person. Yeah. We, we have like the exact same three LaSalle, Churchill, North Eugene, those, those three, um, were, were certainly probably the the most impressive wins out of all of them. And, you know, like you mentioned, like, especially with, you know, Wilsonville and Churchill, you know, those wins were, you know, those games were nice little measuring sticks to, you know, where they're, where they're at as, as teams are, you know, conference opponents, you know, those, those games are always, you know, tougher than, you know, non-league games They're you know, against a, a quality team against quality teams. And then, uh, and then, yeah, then obviously, you know, winning both of them winning by nearly 20 points each, that just kind of shows maybe the gap that's uh, that, you know, Wilsonville and Churchill have, you know, in their conference. Um, so yeah, we can get right into the uh, in, into the games we have circled for for this week. Uh, we are recording this on a Monday afternoon before the you know Monday Monday games. So there are going to be some Monday games that we mentioned that will probably be over by the time you listen to this. So anyway, I I have four games circled. Jackson, um, two of them are by the same team, or they're the same team. So it's it's a big week for Mountain View. They play, totally. they play. I, I 100% agree. Um, they play a big one tonight if you want to get into that one. Yep. They play Mountain View or they play Redmond tonight. And then they play Ben uh, later 
um, in the later in the week on on Thursday. Um, they lost, you know, you know that that first game against Redmond. They lost seventy one fifty seven. Redmond jumped all over all over them and could never really get back into it. Um, obviously, that's going to be a different game with uh, without Evan Auden, and we'll see just kind of how you know that that kind of you know changes changes the dynamic for how you know Mountain View plays because um, you know one, one of the things I kind of picked up with you know, Mountain View watching them kind of earlier in the year is they like to post Quincy up quite a bit, um, kind of get him down on the block. But you can't really do that when <laughs> Evan Otten's down there and uh, patrolling the paint in that way. And they didn't really do that against uh, against Mountain View. So I think they'll, now that Mountain View, now that Redmond, excuse me, is more undersized, we'll probably see, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more of that, more, of, you know, Quincy uh, posts up. Um, and then they played Ben, and they played Ben tough that first one. Lost uh, sixty to fifty six. So, you know that that third spot in the IMC is very much up for grabs. And Mountain View's, you know, right there. This could be they can get one or two wins this week against Redmond and and Ben. That'd be a really nice, a really good week for them. If they can get two, that'd be great. Absolutely, I have uh, those two games also circled. Um... You know, that Redmond versus Mountain View one tonight, I think it's going to be particularly interesting um, just because of what I said about Redmond earlier um, and continuing to see how they play without the big fella inside. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, I think you made a really good point about Quincy and um, getting his positioning inside and scoring buckets inside. He does that a lot. Um, he did that a lot. Maybe one game I was able to watch them against South Eugene earlier this year, um, kind of just pinning his defender on his hip getting the getting mm-hmm. the ball inside and scoring a bucket. Like if you can get your best player the ball on the block, he's probably gonna score. So I kind of like that uh coaching philosophy there from Mountain View and it's it's paid dividends so far for them this year. And we'll see if it can continue to tonight uh with an Ottenless Redmond team that is, mm-hmm. you know, has less size than normal. So um I think that's gonna be a really good great game. Can't wait to see the result on that one. Um do you want to continue or should I get into another one of mine? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure we both have this one, uh, Churchill versus North Eugene. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Tuesday night that that's, you know, Churchill, like I said, they, they were able to beat Crater, um, who was, I think, uh, you know, the second highest ranked, uh, Midwestern league team at the time, but, uh, North Eugene is the top of standings unbeaten. So it doesn't, it doesn't stop there for, for Churchill. They get another challenge right off the bat. Um, and I think that's going to be an awesome game. Um, you know, maybe the two best teams in the Eugene area this year. Um, and yeah, they're going to have it out for each other. They're both the two, the two only uh, remaining unbeaten teams in the Midwestern league. So whoever comes out of that one is going to have, you know, the upper hand going forward in terms, you know, coming away with a league title. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's on the road for Churchill. So they have to go um, to North Eugene and pick up that win. That's going to be very difficult. Um I think this could be, you know, one of their toughest games yet. They've played, they've gone through a gauntlet so far, including a bunch of six A teams. But uh, going at North Eugene is gonna is gonna be up there with some of those games. So <laughs> I definitely have my eye on that one. Um, I don't even know who I would pick in that game right now. To be honest, it's tough. You know, both teams have a lot of depth. I think North Eugene matches up pretty well with Churchill. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be an awesome one. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, the- Definitely because I mean, anytime you get you know two 
you know, top, top of the, you know, standing teams going against each other, you know, at this point of the year, it's, uh, it's exciting. Plus, you know, I got the inner city or inner town matchup, um, between, you know, two Eugene schools. So that should be a good one. Um, and then the last one I have circled is Woodburn versus central. Yes, I have that as well. <laughs> um, I'm looking here to see if I have another one. Um, no, yeah, the, yeah, we, we have the exact same games. Um, so yeah, Wood, Woodburn at Central is also going to be awesome. Um, similar game in the sense that it's the two top teams in those mid Willamette standings. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll be able to figure out a lot. Um, will Central be able to contend for that title? Um, Woodburn seven and zero. Central is five and two. Crescent Valley also hanging strong at five and two. So we're going to kind of get this if uh, Woodburn um, is going to get challenged in the Mid-Willamette this year. Yeah, really, really big one for Central. They're, all, they're already two games back in the in the loss column. So, yeah, right. win right for, for Woodburn, that could – man, that could pretty much all but put the conference away with only – well, I don't want to say it. Maybe, maybe not put it away, but certainly give them an upper hand with, you know, like 10 games remaining. Yeah, and also put them in a great spot in terms of seeding. I mean, right now they sit at number four, which I don't think anyone was expecting coming into the season for Woodburn to be at number four at this point, and uh, especially unbeaten atop the league. Um, I mean, they're they're in a great spot right now. Um, couldn't be happier uh, if you're a Woodburn fan. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that, that that'll be interesting. That that one will definitely kind of, kind of tell a lot. A lot of, yeah, Central can win. I mean, that gets them right back in the mix. Um, with you know plenty of time to to catch Woodburn. Alrighty. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's going to be a pretty good. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty good front court battle in that game. Um, between uh Chase Nelson, who's uh Central's big fellow underneath, who's a double double machine and a great scorer, and then uh Woodburn's got a, a big big uh great big guy as well. Excuse me. And uh, Liam Slatham, who's a six eight uh, transfer that they picked up this year, he's been a, an X factor for them. Um, pretty solid rim protector and rebounder, so those are probably going to be going at it in that game. I think it's going to be an awesome matchup for sure. Alrighty, ready to get into these uh, these all state teams? No doubt, man. Let's do it. All right, so we're putting together our mid season all all state team. We're just doing uh, you know first team, um, you know five players, um, and we will be also giving our uh, player of the year, um, player of the year can be mixed in that that five as well. Um, I think we just, I'm, I'm sure we have you know multiple players in the, in in the same in the same five. So um, I pretty good way to do this is just like you just want to start us off with one of your players, and then if I have them, we'll just kind of discuss it a little bit more. I'll pick a player, you pick a player, why not? Totally, yeah. Um, I'll just pick somebody that I know you have on yours and that's Pearson Carmichael. Um, he is obviously, you know, one of the most prolific scorers in five a um, he's made that clear so far mm-hmm. this season. He's one of the, he's probably the best prospect in five a in terms of recruiting. He definitely is actually. Um, so, you know, leaving him off would be a travesty. Um, he's definitely got to be there. He's mm-hmm. among the contenders for uh, a five player of the year. Um, you know, if he's he can catch fire, and if he is, you know, Summit is a really, really tough team to beat. So, um, you know, yeah, really among the player of the year candidates. So he's got to be on this list, Brian. 
I actually don't. Just kidding. <laughs> Pearson, Pearson is on is on on the list, and one of the things that I find kind of you know most impressive about um you know his 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 game this year is that he he kind of came into the year with with a lot of hype without a t- a ton of production because he right you know start started the year last like going back last year he like rarely saw the floor you know on that summit team um and then you know kind of worked his way in, in, into the rotation um by by the end of the year um you know was wasn't what is it a starter he was kind of one of their their crunch time players if i remember correctly kind of during that during the state tournament um and just kind of all of a sudden just kind of you know blew up as as a prospect um in a in a pretty short period of time and then obviously you know you come into this year and it's how good is he going to be um and he's been you know as good as advertised uh, basically i mean he's like you said one of the, one of the best scores um i think he's a pretty good pretty good uh, rim protector as well he was, even even last year kind of sh- showed signs of that um so yeah Pearson Carmichael as that was an easy choice for me to put um on, on the first team totally I think you make a really great point there uh like t- that I got to touch on like coming into this year when I was doing my preseason 5a all-state teams I made Pearson my player of the year but I didn't feel like super confident about it I, I hadn't really seen much from him I just was kind of banking on the fact that he was this division one prospect that had all this hype. And, you know, he fulfilled that in the first game when I watched them play against South Medford, um, mm-hmm. he, he was lighting it up in the first half and I was like, Oh yeah, this kid's great. So um, he's just continued to do that so far this year. So he definitely deserves a spot. Yeah. Just so, so skilled offensively, just all, all three levels too. Just absolutely. He's really good. Um, all right. Um, my, I got uh Callan. Is it Gutridge? Yes. Yeah. Uh, leading scorer in the state. Um, on one of the, perhaps the state's best team, or at least at least in five A. Um, and if you're you know the best player on the best team, I mean that's, I, I think that just uh, kind of speaks volumes to you know kind of his his importance to, you know their their success and and whatnot. Um, so yeah, Callum Gutridge. Absolutely. I, I agree. Um, I have Cal on my list. Um, leading scorer on the best leading scorer in the state across the, all the teams. And he's mm-hmm. on the best team right now. Um, leaving him off would be also a travesty. So those, those two are absolute locks for any five, a all state team at the midway point, I think right now. Um, yeah. Should I get in my next one? Um, yeah, I actually, I don't know a ton about uh, uh, Callum, you know, basketball wise, but he was a right pretty solid football player. He, uh, he I think he kind of balled out a little bit in the in the state championship game against Summit. So definitely, uh, and he's a lefty. And I love lefties, so yeah, easy choice. Yeah, he's, just based he's on a great, great two sport athlete, man. And uh, I was able to watch some of him last year at the state tournament. Haven't caught any other games this year, other than on uh, a stream briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just a great wing player. Um, like I said, a great athlete. So he's able to get to the rim and he also has a pretty solid pull up mid range game. Um, so yeah, he's just got great scoring tools all around. Um, and he's been, he's been scoring the ball tremendously this year. Um, even when you put him up against some of the leaders in six, a he's right up there. So, um, 23.9 points per game is enough to earn you a spot on this list. I think, especially for the number one ranked team in five, a couldn't agree more. All right, who's who's your uh who's your next guy? Um 
I will go the, to. Uh, I think this is where we're going to start the screen. Was, what's that? I think this is where we're going to where, where we're going to start having different players. We may, yeah. I think there's um, two locks, and now here's where things could go. Right, right. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a free for all here on out, no doubt. Um, my next guy is a guy that was completely off my radar coming into this year. Uh, sort of like this this whole team kind of was, and that's Woodburn, um, who kind of kind of came out and proved themselves as you know an early um, top contender in the mid Willamette. And a big part of that has been Spencer Carsaboom. I think I'm saying that correctly. I'm not 100% sure, um, but he's a senior wing um, who's been putting up big scoring nights for them. Um, I've touched on it in this podcast before. I think they're a pretty balanced team. Um, they've had multiple games that I've seen where, you know, two or three guys will touch double digits and they'll be at like 14, 12, 10. So they're a balanced team, but uh, – I've seen Carsaboom lighted up multiple times uh, on the stat sheet. He's he's had you know a twenty eight point game, I think a twenty six point game, um, and he should be their leading scorer as of now. I don't have their stats right in front of me, but um, he's he's been the leading scorer in at least five or six of the matchups that I've seen from them. And uh, you know, like I said, from off my radar to you know an all state selection midway, um, phenomenal. <laughs> From him uh, and the uh, Woodburn squad so far this year, like I said earlier, I mean, head coach Raul Valiz has them humming uh, into the mm-hmm. midway point this year, and uh, Spencer Carsaboom has been a huge part of that, no doubt. Yeah, I uh, he he did not make my list as good as uh, Woodburn has been, and as you know, off off the radar as they kind of you know came, just didn't quite make the list uh, for me. Um, so my my third pick is Evan Auden. And unfortunately, this is just a midseason one. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be. Since we are in the midseason, you know, got to grade the, the first half. And he was as good of a a big as, you know, this this classification has. Um, was double-double machine, 15 points. Maybe even more rebounds than that. Um, and it's really, you know, good defender. Like, they... You know, one one of the things you know that really kind of impressed me with uh, the way Redmond plays was how um, aggressively they would like defend on the on the perimeter, and this was you know dating back to last year. And part of it was because they had Evan down low, who could you know basically alter every, any any shot if you know they did get beat. And so he just kind of just you know cha- changes everything. You know, he was great in the. Uh, and at, at the state tournament last year, first team, you know, performer at, at, at the tournament, you know, had it going, you know, again, this year had Redmond as, you know, one of the, you know, teams we had as a, as, as a contender, you know, uh, uh, a potential semifinal team. And unfortunately it's, uh, it kind of ends there. It's uh he, he's injured, done for, you know, several weeks and, but that doesn't, you know, take away from, you know, the great first half that he had. Absolutely. I, I should have honored that. Um, when I was looking at this list, I was kind of thinking of the favorites to make the list at the end of the year. So I, I should have honored that and had Evan on my list, honestly. Um, but yeah, he, he was phenomenal. Clearly um, he was part of the reason why Redmond right now is top five in the OSA rankings, um, top five in the coaches poll. Um so yeah, he he deserves a spot on a, on an all state team right now as well. I, I will confirm that. Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess we can. 
yeah, yeah. I, I kind of went it's like all right who who are the our, our preseason not like all right who, at the preseason who do we think will be there um but right it's it's okay yeah <laughs> it's all good <laughs> another thing i wanted to touch on really quick uh is woodburn like i said I, I touched on their balance but they have a couple other guys that are worth worth mentioning like my Carsaboom pick is sort of just a nod to what they've been able to do as a team. Um, I mm-hmm. haven't been able to watch a lot from them uh, in terms of with my own eyes. I haven't been seen, seen games from them. I've seen the results. But um, I know uh, on the box scores, Cruz Valise has been making a difference as well. And uh, Liam Slatham that I mentioned earlier, the big fella at 6'8", um, are two guys that are also probably going to be in at least the all-league conversation for them. So, uh, yeah, uh, those, those three um, I know are the, are, the, are the big three there for Woodburn. All right. So who, who who's your fourth? Okay, yeah, I'll get into that. Um, <laughs> next up, I got Quincy Townsend. Um, he's number two on the 5A scoring list right now, 23.1 points per game, just behind uh, Cal and Gutridge from Wilsonville. Mm-hmm. And uh, his Mountain View team has been playing really well as well, so I think he deserves a spot. Um, when you're looking at these All-State teams, you definitely want to look at how well the team's playing and you know, obviously how important of a role do these players play. Quincy does so much for this Mountain View team. Um, where would they be without him? I don't know. Um, he, is, like, when I watched them against South Eugene, he exploded for, I think, 35 points. So mm-hmm. that kind of, like, that puts into perspective why I think of him as an All-State player at this point, but he continued to do that all year um, with the 23.1 point per game average. That's spectacular. Um, like you said, he can do it inside, and he's also phenomenal on the outside. He's his off dribble three point game is really spectacular. He can lose a defender and shoot the three over the top really well. Um, so yeah, all around scorer. Um, I think he definitely deserves a spot on the list at the midway point. I also have Quincy and for all the reasons you, uh, you just said, um, he also, you know, recently joined the thousand point club. I think that was, that was last week. Um, yeah. Um, I've, I've, often said that he's going to flirt with uh, 2000 points and he had uh, to be tough. To maybe get there. I think I, I did just kind of just some quick math. Um, and it, it had to basically like average, like 28 for the, the, the rest of the way. And in the next year, um, and that's kind of, he had a, a shortened uh, freshman year. Um, so, you know, if he gets to, you know, seven, uh, 1700, that's, you know, might as well be 2000. Um, but yeah, cool to, that he uh, got to that, you know, that accomplishment. That's a, it's a pretty big feat for a high school basketball player, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you with, uh, with him being on there. Um, you know, it might, it might've been easy might to, you know, cool on Mountain View a little bit, you know, when they went through, you know, that, that kind of, you know, losing streak uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but now they're, they'll, they'll be in the hunt. And a big reason is because of, you know, his, his play and, you know, is you know, teams are going to, you know, they have to really kind of game plan for him. And sometimes it doesn't even matter because he can just kind of just take over games and we'll see how, uh, how things play out. But yep. So yeah, that's, that's four for me. I got, I got one more. Who's, who's your last one? My last one is sort of, you know, maybe sort of controversial just because um, Churchill is a really balanced team but I needed to put a player from Churchill on this list um, just to sort of honor what they've done so far. And so I gave it to Bugsy Jensen. Um, I think 
I, I'm sure he's their leading scorer so far. Um, I saw that recently. And um, he, more so than that, is just the engine behind what, what they do. Um, he handles the ball more than any other player by far. Um, he brings it up for them and is always dealing with the other team's best defender. Um, I was watching him get hassled against Jefferson um, by multiple different guys. They were throwing different guys at him, and they couldn't really stop him. He was still getting inside and creating shots. So um, Bugsy's a really tough player. He's energetic. He creates a lot of plays for them, and he creates a lot of plays on defense as well. Um, I think he's he's their leading scorer at probably 11 or 12 points per game. So that kind of speaks to how balanced this Churchill team is. They've really spread it around. Um, but he, he – like – just to put it into perspective, I was able to stop by their practice a week or two ago, and it was Bugsy and the second unit of the guys, basically, in the scrimmage versus the rest of the starters and then uh, a fifth guy. So that's kind of how they balance the teams because Bugsy is really the, the motor of their offense with the, with the way he, you know, operates with the ball in his hands. He shakes guys off the dribble and creates plays, like I've said, obviously. But, um, yeah, that puts it in perspective. It was the rest of the starters against Bugsy uh, in the scrimmage. So that was really cool to see, um, kind of a cool behind-the-scenes look. Um, and, it, and it shows more so than the stat sheet how important he is to what they do. So, yeah, I think he's he's my fifth All-State selection. All right. My, my fifth one is going to be a little controversial as well, might upset some people, but I'm going with Colin Moore. I think he That's a is, good pick. I like it. He is – I feel like not enough people just like know like just how good of a player he is um, because I mean, he play, he plays on summit. So, you know, I mean, he's, you know, playing alongside Pearson, but man, Colin is so good and like might not have just like the, you know, quite, quite the stats that maybe other people have, you know, scoring wise. But I mean, when summit played 12th and early, he, he was going, you know, toe to toe with, uh, with Josiah Lake, who's an awesome player as well. Um, just he can he's really good at attacking the rim he's he's a lefty so you know like i said i i love lefties just like in in general um but really tough defender as well um and actually you know this year he you know you know switched you know positions basically he was a he was a wing last year now he's running point guard and you know one of the thing i i i think that you know should be known um you know going back to last year um Summit, you know, their, their, their player, you know, one of their really good players, Caden Harris, you know, was out for a while, you know, with a, with a, with a leg injury. And they actually went to Colin at, at you know, into that starting lineup. And so Colin, he, he's a junior, so as a sophomore was getting, you know, some big time run for that, <clears throat> for that summit team that went into, you know, went made it all the way to state championship game. And he played, you know, he played really well at the state tournament as well. And I think that's, uh, that's my fifth, four of them from the IMC, four, four of the five from the IMC. So I'm, I'm just rolling with it. <laughs> no worries there. The IMC has been classed this year so far. Um, so, you know, you certainly honored that with your list. Um, I had to sprinkle some love in for some other leagues there. Um, but we'll, we'll see, man. It's, it's going to be awesome to see what the, what the all-state picks end up being. Um, there's a lot of basketball left to be played. We say that every week. <laughs> yeah. Or at least I do. But um, there, there is. It's the truth, man. And, uh, you know, some of these players may be locks, but a lot of these spots are open. And uh, 
you know, there's there's a whole second team roster that we could probably get into also, <laughs> but uh, we're not going to on this pod. But um, yeah, man, just over overall, I'm excited about these rosters. I think we put together a pretty good batch. All right, we got our all state teams uh, squared away, or at least our our, our first team. Um, so dive a little bit into you know our players of the year right now. Um, you know, I think it kind of uh, mirrors the maybe kind of uh the the the, the team standing I, I think it's kind of a a, a two-person race or two-player race at least at, at this point most definitely um like i said we had two guys that were absolute locks for this list at this point um and they're definitely the two top contenders right now that's definitely subject to change um there's some other guys that could get up there um come come the end of the season but uh, uh yeah right now i would agree with you mainly mainly two guys that most people would would pick for a five a player of the year as of today yeah because i think that's you know part part of the the mix is, is you know you need to have you know one one individual success and you need to have the team success um it, it's really hard to win you know an all-state award on a on a losing team or a team that you know is you know bounced in the first round of the playoffs unless it's like unless you're putting up just like a crazy crazy year um and so for me, like right now, you know, my player of the year is uh is Pearson Carmichael. Um, you know, I just think they they have, you know, given, you know, where uh, the the turnover that Summit had with their with their roster from last year's team to have them, you know, you know, back as you know one of the you know the state's top teams, um, and you know, being kind of the, you know that driving force behind them, you know, offensively. I think he is the one that, uh, at, at least right now, is, is my player of the year. Totally, man. That's that's a safe pick, a great pick. Uh, can't go wrong with Pearson at this point. Um, I guess I'll just sort of play the devil's advocate and say my player of the year is Callan Gutridge. Uh, no, just, just say you like Callan more than Pearson. Just <laughs> <laughs> No, they're, they're both fantastic players, uh, phenomenal scorers. Obviously, they're both up there at the top of the 5A uh, classification. Um, but, you know, uh, Jed Ty was the one who gave us the idea to do this mid-season uh, 5A All-State team, and his second message right after that was my pick for player of the year is Callan Gutridge. Yeah. So um, that gives you a sense, like, People know this guy's name. They know that he's up there. Um, and he's part of the the number one team in the state right now. Um, when you're leading the state in scoring and you're on the number one team in the state, that that says what how important you are to that uh to that five A landscape. So um Callan Gutridge would be my pick right now. Um and yeah, those are those are the two guys at the top of the list for sure. Just just classic prep hoopers Oregon, just only caring about the I five corridor, just <laughs> Classic doesn't matter what's Brian, happening over here in the back. about the Bend area, man. <laughs> yeah, so, says the guy who had, had four teams from Ben Redmond in uh in his in his rankings. But yeah, <laughs> no, I think like th- those are the those are the two you know contenders right now because, like you said, you know Churchill, they're kind of more of a of a balanced team. They probably don't have that you know one one guy that can carry them, and maybe maybe that's a maybe we'll 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 see someone like that will um you know emerge kind of you know this the second half of the year. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see like how the voting will play out. Is is it going to be like a regular season award? How much are they going to, you know, you know, play, uh, how much are they going to 
you know, take the, you know, state tournament play into, into play, or it's going to be like, Hey, if Wilsonville beats summit, is it going to go to him? Or is it, is it going to go to Callen or, you know, summit beats Wilsonville? Is it still going to go to Callen? So we're a long way from figuring, you know, this out. Um, I, I, I do think we have, you know, two, you know, really good players who are, are deserving and uh, we'll just let it, let it play out as, as it will. Um, Cause yeah, I just think, uh, I mean, like enough to see, you know, Pearson Summit play, you know, quite often. So much more familiar with, with their game than, uh, than, than Wilsonville. And so, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, those, those are the, the, the two right now that are kind of separated themselves, but that can, uh, that can change in the second half. We'll see how, uh, how it goes. Absolutely. There are certainly some other guys that can get up into that conversation. Um, I'd have an eye on Quincy Townsend with his, with his scoring numbers. If Mountain View is able to get some, get some momentum going in the IMC and they pull off a crazy postseason run, you know, he, he, he could be up there. Um, you know, like, I, yeah, there's a lot left. So the two main runners right now, subject to change as always. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, a lot, lot of, a lot of ball game left. We're only halfway through the, halfway through the year. Um, yeah. I think uh, we'll be back at this again, uh, Jackson, next week. We'll uh, update our, our top tens. Um, Most definitely. Hope, hopefully, the, knocking on wood, that there's no uh, you know major injuries like there was uh, th- this last week. Uh, still really, really bummed about the, the Evan Auden news and, and whatnot. Um, and so hopefully, you know, injury-free the, the rest of the way. 